welcome to the Student Experience Podcast. I'm your host, Tanya Rutherford from Learn, Grow, Become, where we work with universities and higher education providers to empower mature age and part-time students to gain the mindset, the strategies, and the confidence to succeed in their studies. Good morning and welcome to this week's podcast episode. Today we have Claire Courier joining us. Now Claire is a career and mindset coach and she focuses on helping people overcome labels and release the limitations so that they feel fully confident in their abilities and they can actually tap into their true potential. More recently Claire has turned her focus to mentoring recent graduates to help support their transition into working life. With a background in marketing and communication, Claire very much recognises and supports the development of personal brand during a student's time at university as a key component of their success post-graduation. Not surprisingly, she also has a blog called White Blank Pages, which gives career-focused advice and guidance. Welcome, Claire. Thank you for having me. You're most welcome. It's lovely having oh, you on Lovely board. introduction. <laughs> So let's start with the work that you do in supporting students to develop and reach their career goals. Obviously, for most students, the career is the end reason for why they're studying. And from your experience in career transition, how can universities or higher education providers in general provide the employ or sorry, improve the employability of their students? Yeah, I find that with um, a lot of the clients that I work with when um, transitioning from university to career um, or to, to, you know, finding their job or, or moving into that space of actually job hunting and looking for work, they get um, the unknown is really scary. So they've been at university and they've been studying, they know what's happening, they know what's coming up and then all of a sudden they're on their own and they've got this they actually have to make a job out of this. So there's a lot of pressure and it's really quite daunting. So uh, from a real practical sense um, and a practical level in regards to planning and transitioning and understanding which you're, which direction you want to go to go in, it's, it's I feel about educating students on the basic application process. So it's the, the STAR method, it's the interview process, it's how to present and show up in an interview, how to actually ring an uh, a employer and talk to them about what expectations are from the role, what are they looking for in a candidate. I find that I'm often actually giving um, some of my clients blurbs on what to say because they really have not had any experience in that and they they don't know how to approach it. They don't know what then the first step is. So it's, it's that practical skills. And even though some, a, lot, a lot of universities have this stuff available for them, but when you're studying, I feel that students don't see this as a priority for them. They're concentrating on their studies and they're concentrating on their next, the next step and, and what they need to do to be able to, to graduate. And then all of a sudden it's, it's, wow, now I need to use this to find a job. It's also looking at um, uh, professional development opportunities as well. So it's looking at what what transferable skills they have. And like you mentioned before, I do a lot around personal branding and positioning yourself as an expert in your field. So it's understanding what your strengths are. A lot of uh, the clients that I work with just have not even thought about that. They and I ask them sort of what's what's your top five strengths, and they're like, oh, I don't don't really know. <laughs> they say. So, 
draw blank. So it, it's getting them to really understand what, what are you actually good at and how can you apply that to positioning yourself as an expert. So I think as an all round, it, it's, it's, it's a lot of the practical skills that um, they need to be able to position themselves and to, to apply for a role. And I think, you know, you touched on that real thing of it's not a priority. And I think all, it's almost like I just need to get through this first and then magically I'll get the job at the end of it. And I know when I did uh, my undergraduate degree and a lot of my friends did HR because they, they enjoyed it, it was the kind of subjects mm. and it was subject focused. So it wasn't really looking at what the job was going to be at the end, but I enjoy doing the HR yeah, subjects okay. or I enjoy doing the marketing <laughs> subjects. So that's what I'll do. And I don't think any of them ever worked in that field. Um, yeah, so it's interesting, of, isn't it? Yeah, it's like I, I'm just here to do university. And then when I finish university, a job will pop up and I'll magically be there. So, yeah, that sort of mindset and getting it in the students um, earlier that they, you know, everything that we're doing in that university journey needs to lead to that. And I think, you know, we have the graduate attributes that we talk about and the employability yeah. of students. And maybe, I don't know, do you think if we brought more of that language into the student conversations where it's about preparing you for your career, with the, you know, yeah. is that something that would help? Absolutely. And I think it's about... Um, giving the students examples because they really relate to people like them. So I feel that if you bring some um, recent graduates into universities and get them to talk about their experience and, and how they found finding a job and what helped them would really resonate with the current students because I find you have all, you have academics talking it, um, to them and you have professional staff talking to them, but it just doesn't resonate because it's not it's not in their radar. Whereas if you bring somebody who's, you know, one or two years out and they're talking mm. about their experience and how they graduated, I think that that would really, you know, their ears would prick up and they go, oh, okay, actually, actually, this is, this is actually going to, you know, lead to a career that I need to apply for and, and get a job. And I also find that um, students who are in degrees that have got a clear pathway don't like it you know educational nursing or midwifery degrees they 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 sort of they're focused on what they're doing and they feel that that they're they're on a clear path so they're going to get a job but they still need to apply and they still mm. need to present themselves they still need to show up for in, as an interview um and they need to use their practical skills in a way that's going to get them the job so that their, their practicals and their um placements it, it's about understanding how, what language they need to use to be able to present that for them as an expert and how important networking is in those instances and building relationships in those instances is, as well. So it's, it's, uh, it's across the entire scope of degrees as well. So I think that can be missed because a lot of students think, well, I'm, I'm going to be a teacher. So, you know, that, that, that's, you know, that's going to be my career path. I don't need to worry about job, you know, um, goal setting or, um, you know, getting a career plan together or anything like that because they've got that in their mindset. Yeah. And I think you touched on a really important point there in terms of, you know, having the um, alumni coming in and sharing their journey. Because mm. quite often when we do that, we're bringing in people who are, are significantly advanced in their careers. And we're like, this is a person who succeeded and, he, you know, they've done this and it's done 
and it's too far away. You know, when we're talking yeah. mentors and, you know, that related journey, we need to have that one or two steps out where they can still remember and they can still talk about the pain of the first job interview. And um, Yes, yeah. And I Absolutely. Know that, I completely agree. Mm. And I know so, some universities now are bringing in the alumni mentor programs yeah. where they're talking about, you know, that transition out. Are you familiar with a lot of those? Um, I'm not familiar with a lot of those, no. I'm probably more so familiar with them in certain um, programs in schools but yeah. not across, yeah, a whole range. I find um, in my experience that they are generally in the business marketing schools mm-hmm. or programs, which completely makes sense and and it's definitely useful and valuable. Um, but I believe across all of all of the degrees it would be um very valuable and like you said having those people one or two years out to to help support and guide them yeah so what are some of the other challenges you think that you think higher education providers face in creating that employment focused student experience overall I think that as uh, in higher education institutions, there's there's a lot of conflicting needs for the students, and it's and pressing needs for the students as well. It can get quite overwhelming in for for both for the students as well as what they're going to take in, and for the the academics in the higher education. And it can get quite frustrating when you when students don't engage as well. So it's easier to um, lose focus, but. I think it's important to to make it to bring the students into the conversation number one and, and use students as partners I think that would be really valuable in how we can um, really talk to the students and talk their language and and get them engaged instead of talking at them and, and expecting them to to soak in all this information and to, to retain all this information um, and also to in regards to the, the conflicting and the pressing needs of students, I think that there's a lot of talk and scope around mental health, which is extremely important, but it's about encompassing career planning and development within that because a lot, not a lot, but um, some issues come from that as well. So the stress and anxiety of employment and getting jobs can then lead to mental health issues. So it's, it's about the whole compass and having it as, as a real um, holistic approach into what students need but I'm a, I'm a strong believer in students as partners and bringing them into the conversation I think that that would really help support higher education um, providers in understanding what is really needed for students and you've just you know given a really nice dovetail into my next question which is yeah. how much would you see student mindset as either helping or hindering their success at university and what are some of the things that we can do or ideas we can explore to change that, particularly in terms of that goal setting, that motivation and, you know, using that yeah. as a way to provide support. Yeah, sure. I, uh, well, number one, I think mindset is, um, plays a massive part in the student education. It is, you know, half of, of it, even more than that. And, it's the like like I said earlier, like I feel that practical is a really important part of it, but also the personal development as well is is a really strong part in in helping students succeed at university. 
And I feel that um, the growth mindset concept by Carol Drake can really be adapted into the teacher's um, learning and how students can adapt information and, um, sorry, learn from their failures and successes and challenges and how they approach that. I really believe that that would really help understanding um, how students uh, uh, really, sorry, really, um, really help in the success of a student's learning capacity at university, sorry. <laughs> um, and when students receive feedback, it to be really valuable and, and it to be critical, but them to view it in a way that's going to help them learn and develop. So instead of getting a grade back as a, you know, they got 50% on their exam and instantly they'll go to the negative side of that and, and I've got 50 cents percent wrong I can't do this I don't know this this is not sinking in for me as opposed to seeing it from I've got 50% right so I've got 50% to learn I learned that part so there's no reason why I can't learn the rest or can't build on the rest or can't develop the rest and I really think that that would help in the success of university and people studying so that they can eliminate that um, I can't do it or that imposter syndrome or that, you know, why am I here or this is not working for me, university's life's not for me. If you really look at learning in the growth mindset theory, I think that that would really help. I know for me when I was studying, uh, I have dyslexic, so I didn't actually, I didn't know about the growth mindset then. So my experience of learning has had a lot of that internal conversation about should I even be here? Is this a place for me? Um, is, you know, ed higher education a spot for somebody that has got dyslexic when it, I was completely fine? And, and from when I started university to when I finished university, it, it, I was, you know, going from, you know, scraping in to actually really succeeding. And that's just the growth mindset in play there. Me really understanding that I can do this and this is where I'm supposed to be and, and I've worked really hard to get here. So let's make it Let's make it work. So does that answer your question in a roundabout way? It does. It does. I love that. And, um, and I love Carol's work, um, you know, yeah. talking about mindset. And we, we sort of, because it's, it's hard to measure and it's hard to, you know, we can't just teach it. We actually have to give opportunities for it to grow and to share the information but to, to provide the or design the experience so that they're actually taking that on board. And then before they know it, they're like, oh, yeah, okay, that makes sense now. And I can see what yeah. that is. And I can see that's different from how I used to think. Um, and self-talk such a big thing. I, I know when mm. I was, um, when I did my undergraduate and I was convinced I was going to fail statistics and it was like, why am I doing this? Like, and I used to always love maths, but statistics was like, oh, statistics, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I actually ended up getting a B in it, but I was like ready to drop out. And I was like, I, yeah. you know, I'm too dumb. I can't do this. And yeah. it, was, it was really only when I went and spoke to my lecturer and they said, why would you want to drop out? You're actually doing really well. It's like, well, how would I know that? I've got no idea. I've got, you know, I haven't had any yeah. results. I don't feel like I am and I'm not feeling like there's, I'm getting any feedback or anything that I can measure to say that I'm actually on the right track. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it was multiple choice exams. So if in doubt, choose C. You know, that was my mantra. <laughs> yeah. Love it. I <laughs> don't know if that's still the case, but it was always good. Yeah, um, yeah you know, it's, it's just such a critical thing. And, 
And, you know, when you, like what you were saying before, having that mindset in place when you're studying, then transitioning that to when you're leaving your studies, how is that Mm -hmm. going to play out in that actual application and that actual that process there yeah yeah absolutely and just on internal dialogue I hear a lot of my clients say I just don't do well in interviews and that that would be the most common comment that I get um and it's that not yet you know you might have had one bad experience Mm, that's that's, yeah that's showing you that oh I didn't do well in that interview doesn't mean that moving forward you're not not going to do well and this is why we're here this is how you can build your confidence this is how you can level up and and really position yourself for an expert that you go into that interview feeling confident and you leave feeling that you put your best foot forward so it's yeah changing that instead of like I just don't do well in interviews interviews are not not my thing it's that's not not the case 100% of the time yeah, I so used to say that. I'm just not good at exams. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, well, that's all the questions that I have, Claire. Is there some, anything that you'd like to share about the kind of work that you're doing um, or any other messages or anything that you'd like to share before we go? Um, I think that, um, firstly, it's, it's so nice that you're putting voice to this work and I feel that the student experience within the university sector and environment is so important as well as the, the education and, and what you get out of it. And I feel that if um, you can really put a career focus on the way that you position yourself and the way that you think and your mindset throughout the university experience, I think that's going to really put you in a really good headspace and, and um, position when you graduate. So. Thank you for doing that work. Um, I also have got available an application toolkit as well. So that's that's purely um, giving um, your tips and advice on how to apply for roles, just the, the simple using the STAR method. You know, it's got, like I said before, it's got blurbs in there on, on how you can um, start conversations with employers, also interview questions that you can ask and how to prepare for an interview. So it's just got a real good mix of tools that you can use in the application process. So you can find that on your website. We'll Um, we'll put a a link in the um, the podcast. Yeah, perfect. Oh, excellent. Yeah, great. Um, I think that that's all from me though. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been a real pleasure. And, you know, we, we quite often forget that the whole purpose is about that sort of the career part at the end of it um yeah it's been good to sort of bring that perspective back in it's not just about getting good grades and it's not just about how we feel and how well we're learning but that we're actually getting something tangible that we can take forward at the end so thank you very much yeah absolutely no problems at all thank you for and that's the end of this episode of the Student Experience Podcast. I hope you can join us next week for another great interview.